I like to comment on the role of pharmacy education and the colleges of pharmacy in coping with those changes, okay? Because the, the problem, in, especially in the Middle East region, and I'm sure around the world, but maybe for us a little more, is that changes happen in the profession faster or much faster than they are happening in the education system. And that's a huge problem. Because we, what is happening is that we are graduating pharmacists who do not fit the work environment of tomorrow. Because a student who comes into the College of Pharmacy today will graduate after a minimum of five years. So we need to make sure that the courses that we deliver in the curriculum today are still valid after five years, which is very difficult to predict, especially as you mentioned about artificial intelligence and the advancements in health informatics, etc. That's a big challenge. And I think academia will continue to be dragging behind. And that's part of the problem of resistance to change, that we keep teaching and, and using the same material that we used last year and the year before. And this is not going to be right for our students and for the pharmacy profession. One of the problems that I see in, in pharmacy education, if you want to teach students about informatics, well, we don't have a, a PhD faculty member who has PhD in informatics. So basically, we have pharmacology, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutics, medicinal chemistry, these disciplines. So the issue is the acceptance in the world of academia, accepting to have someone from practice come into the college and do the teaching of informatics. Maybe a pharmacy director in pharmacy X, in, in hospital X, who has developed skills in a certain area, they can come in and teach a course or part of a course. The, the colleges and the faculty members have this resistance to accept someone who does not have the PH, and this is specifically in the Middle East region. And we've seen that with the introduction of the clinical roles of pharmacists where clinical far to be a clinical pharmacist or a clinical specialty really does not require a PhD. Well, I'm, I'm saying here that academia is, is dragging behind and the profession is changing faster than us, the academicians, are capable to grasp and employ in our curriculum. And again, the resistance to change remains the problem. We do not want to accept those who do not have PhDs in professorial appointments in the colleges of pharmacy in the Middle East. I know there are exceptions to this, but it needs to be, we need to have more exceptions to that because we know that around the world, there are some programs that give PhD in clinical pharmacy. But in reality, when you ask me, I, I would say, what is PhD in clinical pharmacy? This doesn't make sense because clinical pharmacy is a professional degree, like the PharmD is a professional degree. 
It is a doctorate degree, but it doesn't have the elements of the PhD in terms of thesis type research, etc. But those who have the PharmD and the residency, like PGY1, PGY2, or fellowships, this is the kind of training that is essential for us to be able to teach and train our students to become competent pharmacists and clinical pharmacists. So the idea of accepting the PharmD and residency for professorial appointment is important. And this is why I'm, I'm worried also about the technology, informatics, etc., coming into the role of the pharmacist and the colleges of pharmacy will find difficulty in teaching what they don't know. Because as a pharmacologist, I don't know about informatics. Even if I'm a pharmacy practice professor in social administrative pharmacy, pharmacoeconomics, etc. So we should start having more flexibility in bringing in what we call experts. They don't have to have PhDs or masters, but they have the expert experience. And again, it's not just about lecturing on clinical pharmacy or lecturing on informatics. It's about embedding the pharmacy student in the work environment of today. This is why when I look back, when I was uh, in, in pharmacy school in the 1980s, uh, our experience in the pharmacy, in the work environment was very limited. Today, which is great, we can see that there's a, a, a huge number of hours where students should do in experiential education. So in community pharmacy settings, in clinics, in hospitals, and hopefully the colleges will choose advanced hospitals that have advanced healthcare with digitalization and uh, informatics and technology, etc. So the students will learn from being part of the environment and will learn from pharmacy practitioners who are doing this job every day. So this is where education needs to partner very closely with practice. Practitioners have to be practitioners and educators. And the educators in the college have to build strong ties and respect and belief that the pharmacy profession will not evolve and will not deliver what it is meant to deliver without the bond between academia and practice. Yeah, this is what I have to say about it.